Natasha and Misha are about to enter the diner to join Bo and Vincent. Natasha is still reeling from the news that her sister is carrying the offspring of an alien. But Natasha's doing her best to get her head back on straight to focus on the immediate task. She's about to push through the door, but stops suddenly, a thought coming to her. So, Misha, it just hits me that you talk like a robot from 1950s sci-fi movie. What is with that? How are you blending in with human population talking like that? On top of which, a good-looking guy like you with that voice? Not sexy. You are right. It's not the natural way I speak, or the way I speak pretending to be human. We all have a voice box implant to more closely mimic human speech. Mine went offline while I was being tortured. Those fuckers tortured you? Yes, but I'm fine now. The implant will come back online in a few minutes. We're a pretty hardy species. He gives Natasha a beaming smile. Because Natasha is so pissed about Misha being tortured, it takes a moment for her to return the smile. She then takes him by the hand, and they enter the diner. Natasha and Misha sit down at the table where Vincent and Bo are sitting next to each other. Four cups of steaming coffee are on the table along with menus. Everything okay? Why do you ask? Because you're looking a little overclamped, more so than usual. It's nothing. That's a tall stack of pancakes wouldn't cure? waitress comes by and they all put in their orders. While they wait for their food, Vincent engages Bo in small talk. Turns out that Bo is an avid sports fan, so they have plenty to talk about. Natasha sips her coffee while becoming bored by the minute, while Misha takes it all in, making mental notes like a good anthropologist. The diner is slowly filling to capacity with hungry patrons. The food arrives, and everyone goes quiet because they're too busy stuffing their faces. Blueberry pancakes, French toast, eggs over easy, scrambled, and sunny side up, bacon and sausages, hash browns and pan-fried potatoes, buttered toast with those tiny packets of jelly orange juice, very effective coffee. When finished with their meal, they lean back into their seats and groan, knowing full well that they've consumed enough calories to last the rest of the day, but they're all smiles. They don't give a shit because it was worth it. When the waitress drops off the check, Natasha seizes the moment to start in on Bo. 
breakfast is on you, right? I'm sure the Department of Defense is going to let you expense it on Amex business card. Ha ha, funny. Not. Besides, in the course of my being kidnapped, I didn't have time to go grab my wallet. So I would suggest that you put it on the Ovum expense account while you're still employed by them. Which isn't going to be for very much longer. Ha ha ha, you funny too. You know what else is funny? That Misha here can read minds. Well, that's not totally correct. It's correct enough. Misha has told me all about your true motives. Oh, you're a liar. You are masterminding these things. And you don't give a shit about Misha. All you want is his spaceship. Bo's face drains of color. She's been caught, but she recovers her composure quickly. Okay, I admit. But don't be so quick to judgment. The advanced technology that Misha's ship has to offer is going to be a huge boon to humanity. I think what you mean is, it's a huge boon to humanity's war machine. No, that's just a part of it. What we can learn is so much more than that. It encompasses a whole spectrum of technology. You can't imagine how much his spaceship is worth, and I'm not just talking about monetary value. Is it worth killing over? You don't actually have to answer that. It was rhetorical. I already know the answer. Bo goes quiet and averts her gaze. Your team killed Jane, right? And almost killed Vincent in the process. And once you locate the ship, you were going to kill us too. You guys are veterans of the intelligence business. You know that sacrifices are made all the time for the good of the country. So maybe don't act so shocked. First of all, watch your tone. Second of all, I didn't say anything about being shocked. What I do is pissed. What are you gonna do? Wait. You actually don't have to answer that. It was rhetorical. Because I already know the answer. You're going to help Misha, and then you're gonna tie up loose ends. Starting by killing me. And then, Vincent. What? Since all the cards are being put on the table now, and since my plan is obviously blown, I guess we can put aside the niceties and tell it like it is. What the fuck are you talking about? Vincent, I regret to inform you that your partner here, or lover, or friend, or whatever she is to you, is a double agent for Russia. That's bullshit. Ask her yourself. I don't have to. Yes, you do. I mean, look at her. She hasn't denied it. Vincent reluctantly turns to Natasha, who has her jaws clenched and has a hard time meeting his gaze. Natasha, no. We made a deal with her boss, or should I say her boss's boss. We had Misha, they had Vera, or at least now they do, who is Misha's lover and someone he is extremely fond of. They provide us with the means to get Misha to reveal where his ship is, and we share information about the technology. Hence, Natasha. Natasha, did you know that she knew? Yes. That would be important information for me to have, don't you think? I repeat again, did you know that Bo knew? 
If I gave you that information before now, you would have walked in here and shot her in the face before we had breakfast. Exactly how hungry were you? Very hungry. Vincent, Natasha's been playing you all along. And in the end, she was going to put a bullet in your head. That is not true. Vincent, my feelings for you is real. She's a liar and a traitor. If you act now, you can be a hero for capturing a Russian spy. Natasha whips out her pistol and points it at Bo's face. Vincent stands quickly while pulling out his own weapon, aiming it at Natasha. There are screams and gasps from the customers. Don't make me do this, Natasha. You don't have to do anything. Just let me finish my mission and you can plead ignorance. And then we can go out separate ways. It's that easy for you? No, it's not easy for me to leave you like this. But I don't have any choice at this point. And what exactly is your mission now? Your own people have betrayed you. You're persona non grata now. A woman without a country. Who is your allegiance to now? My allegiance is to myself and to my family. And if Vera loves Misha, then he is my family. Okay, Misha. You heard what Natasha just said. So let me ask you a hypothetical question. If her life, as well as Vera's life, can be saved in exchange for you turning over your ship to us, will you do it? Yes. No! There you go, Vincent. Arrest her, or whatever you have to do. And Natasha, why are you resisting? You can save your sister's life. Don't do it, Vincent! Don't you dare trust this asshole! By the way, another thing I neglected to tell you is that Bo has a tracking device implanted in her. Then, I guess I just have to shoot her and then cut it out of her, or vice versa. Shut up! And wipe that grin off your face. I trust Natasha more than I'll ever trust you. Too late. When I didn't show up this morning, they would have initiated protocol to track me down and scramble the choppers. They should be here any minute. So, Vincent, the floor is yours. He points his pistol at Poe. I don't have to rethink anything. I'd rather be on her side than yours. What are you doing? Are you willing to piss your career away? Oh, oh, and there's the small detail of you doing time in federal penitentiary for treason. You might want to rethink your allegiance. Just then, Bo grabs for Vincent's pistol and they struggle for control. A shot goes off, hitting Misha in the chest. More screams from the customers and many of them either take cover or run out of the diner, causing total chaos. Vincent rests the pistol away from Bo. And Bo just sits there, looking dumbly at Natasha, knowing she's pretty much fucked. She suits her once in the head, twice in the chest. Drag him, Natasha, and Vincent 
help Misha to his feet. Natasha checks the wound. He's in great pain and bleeding badly, but he's conscious and still lucid. Vincent takes off his shirt and folds it up and presses it against the wound and wraps the area tightly with the elastic bandage wrap from the first aid kit. Slack went right through. We need to get him to an ER. No. Misha, you don't have any choice. The closest physician I know who would work on you off book is hours away. You're not going to last that long. You know what's going to happen if we go to a hospital. Take me to my ship. It's about an hour from here. It has a medical pod. Okay, let's go. I'll drive. No. She's pointing her pistol at Vincent. You done enough. There are sirens in the distance. I can't put you in harm way any longer. The only ones who know you help me after finding out I'm a double agent are me, Misha, and Bo. Misha and I aren't going to implicate you. And Bo, she's dead, so no one needs to know that you help a traitor. The sirens are getting closer, closer. Be serious. I'm not going to just walk away from you now. You're going to have to shoot me to stop me. And so she does, shooting him in the leg just above his right knee. Vincent yelps and falls to the pavement. Ah! Ah! Fuck! I can't believe you just did that! So sorry, Vincent. Please know I truly do love you. And with that, she gets into the van and speeds out of the parking lot. Natasha diligently checks the rearview mirror for cops, but she pretty much has this straightaway of the freeway to herself for the time being. The road is sandwiched between desert landscape, but it won't be long before they hit Vegas. She checks on Misha. He's pretty bloody. Please keep apply pressure on a wound. I'm trying, but it's difficult when I'm bleeding out of both sides of my torso. Please, hang on in there. By the way, we're going to be getting into downtown pretty soon. What I mean is, we're going to be running out of desert pretty fast. Are we going to turn somewhere soon? No. Is it your ship hidden in a desert? Just keep driving. Are you sure? Yes. Just keep driving until I tell you otherwise. Jeez. You sure get cranky when you're dying from the bullet wound. Misha tries to laugh, but it comes out as a wet cough. Sorry. Try not to loud or talk unless absolutely necessary. 
when Natasha checks the rearview mirror again, she sees the flashing lights of the cop car in the distance catching up to them. No, it's more than one cop car. Definitely more. Sit! Natasha's pushing the van as fast as it can go, but it's not fast enough. On top of which, downtown is looming, meaning there will be more traffic to contend with. Misha is craning to look skyward out the window. I hate to bring more bad news, but there are two helicopters seemingly tracking us. They look like military aircraft. Shit, shit, shit! As they zip through the increasing traffic, Misha tells her to get off at the exit toward the airport. We are going to airport? Yes. You park your spaceship at airport? What is that saying about hiding in plain sight? That's it. That's the saying. While everyone believes the ship is hidden under a pile of sand out in the desert, it's actually parked in a rented hangar. Technically, it's still hidden, but too obvious a place for people to consider. Oh yeah, that's pretty clever. Natasha takes a moment to think about this because she has many questions. Such as, don't you need a valid ID with a name and address, as well as a credit card, to rent a hangar? And you would need actual money to pay for the charges on that credit card. Did Misha have a job? Is he renting an apartment somewhere? Is there some space alien network on Earth where visiting aliens go to permanently residing aliens to get fake IDs and leads on temp jobs. Oh, and by the way, how did he land the spaceship at a frickin' airport without anyone noticing it was a spaceship? So many questions. But now is not the time. The cops were far enough back to where Natasha was able to lose them for the time being when she got on the surface streets. Natasha eventually finds her way to the airport and stops at the entryway leading to the security gate to get onto the tarmac and hangar area. The military choppers are also not flying in the vicinity, probably due to restrictions given the air traffic. We're here, Misha. He slumped against the door. His eyes are closed, and he's not responding. Misha! He slowly opens his eyes and gingerly sits up straight. We're here? Yes, I mean we're at the gate. But we're going to have to run through the gate. And once we do head... Airport security is going to be all over us. So you need to tell me which hangar we're heading. 
Because we want to have time to fuck around. Not responding, Misha closes his eyes again and slumps over. His entire torso is soaked in blood. The seat is soaked in blood. Natasha can now hear the sirens of the cop cars closing in. The military choppers that were nowhere to be seen a minute ago have reappeared. They're coming in for a landing on the tarmac. Misha, please! You have to wake up! Misha! 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 Are you itching for a good story? Laughter among friends, maybe even a mystery or two? Well, you're in luck. Fire Breathing Kittens is a standalone Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Each episode is a separate three-hour-long story, like a movie for your ears, so you can listen to these adventures in any order you like. So join us on a real play D&D quest as we solve mysteries, attempt comedic banter, and enjoy friendship. Fire Breathing Kittens podcast, fantasy action, mystery, friendship. Deep State Dossier podcast is a production of Radio Juice Media. To learn more, go to our website, radiojuicemedia.com. The story was written by Casey Pope and produced by Mariana Baker. The podcast was narrated by Harold Baker. Voice actors are Tori and Hugo Chacon, Mariana Baker, and Vaughn Aronson. Music composed and performed by Daniel Kaplan. Photography by Luke Aronson. If you like this podcast, you might also enjoy Casey's novels available on Amazon or visit his website at fugitivejuicemedia.com. Support Deep State Dossier on Patreon at patreon.com slash deepstatedossier for a whole bunch of exclusive stuff. We will shout your name, or your business name on a beginning of our show, as well as on Twitter. We will also have special episodes of Natasha's Sexy Dreams recorded only for our Patreon patrons. And of course, if you enjoyed the show, please rate us five stars and leave a nice review. For more information, including supporting material for each episode, visit RadioJuiceMedia.com, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Thanks for listening.